edition of the OTP. I'm Amy Wells, joined by the Titans Radio Draft Duo, Coach Dave McGinnis and Rhett Bryan. Thank you guys so much for being here again. I'm taking over for Mike Keith, and I'm really excited to take some time to talk about defensive backs. Are you guys ready for this? Amy, I'm so glad to be here with both of you. This is great. Let's go. All right. Well, let's start with cornerbacks. And Mac, I want to start with you. If an NFL team wanted to take Two corners in the 2020 NFL Draft. Would this be a good year to do it? Amy, pertinent question, and the answer is without a doubt, yes. I mean, the depth and the versatility in this position group, you've got size, you've got length, you've got transition ability, catch point production, you've got lateral mobility, jam ability in the slot, and press man ability on the outside. Any flavor that you want for a cover person. For a cover person, you have in this draft, and I think you have it in numbers going throughout the draft. Now, Red, are there specific qualities about this group of corners that makes them so impressive to you? To echo kind of what Coach Mack's been saying, if you want a nickel cornerback, if you want an outside corner, you want a slot corner, you want a big guy, you want a smaller athletic physical guy that's like a Malcolm Butler kind of guy, there are so many corners that are going to be taken in this draft, and not just in the top you know, 50 picks. I mean, there are corners galore in this thing. It's like a lot like uh, what we discussed in the previous OTP about how deep the wide receiver position is. Cornerbacks, a lot the same in this. Now, Mac, it seems that Ohio State's Jeff Okuda has kind of separated himself and made him the clear number one corner in this draft. What is it about him that makes him so special? You know what, Amy? I'm going to read you my report. You know, just just from watching tape on him, and and then and then we'll let the listeners decide, and and the, and the three of us will decide if we like what we're reading here. Quick feet, excellent in man to man. He's got good hips. He's got good mirror, which means he can stay with stay with them when they move. His body control, his transition. He's a contact player. Which is, which is important. He's a good tackler. I didn't see any matchup limitations. He's scheme versatile. He's an elite athlete. He didn't run an, you know, he ran a good time. He was under four or five. He's an elite athlete. But, but uh, his, his, his uh, technique, his eye discipline, I mean, he's best in man-to-man. He can get better with his technique like all of them can. He's got good ball skills. Ball skills. And the other thing I, that I wrote down, he's sticky which means he can motor and mirror with receivers. And he's not the only one in this draft that can do it, but he's got length and he's got that hip flexibility too. And let me echo what what Coach Mack is saying here in terms of he's played a lot of college football at a big-time level. He was uh, a five-star recruit out of uh, Grand Prairie, Texas, top cornerback in that class coming into college recruiting entered a semester early at Ohio State, which found him starting all 14 games as a true freshman. Crazy year for him that freshman year. His mom died of lymphoma. Blue chip traits for this guy, though, and he played very well as a freshman, had shoulder surgery after, has played very well since, and top to bottom, he is the best corner in this draft. He will be a Pro Bowl corner probably as a rookie in the NFL. So who do you think are some of the people behind him who are in the conversation as being that number two corner in this draft? couple of three guys in this. C.J. Henderson of Florida is one that will be mentioned a lot. 
uh, Christian Fulton of LSU, Trayvon Diggs of Alabama, Jeff Gladney of TCU. I'd say it's between C.J. Henderson of Florida and Christian Fulton of LSU. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I would throw one more in there just for fun. Uh, maybe Trayvon Diggs, you know, you know, you know, at, at Alabama that he said. But but you, it, these guys are clustered, and as Red has mentioned, and we've talked about that. These you're going to be able to get. And it's not necessarily you have to get one just to get a good one. You're going to be able to get a player. All right, Rhett, you gave me a couple names there. How many corners do you think go in the first round of the 2020 NFL draft? I think there are five. I think Jeffrey Okuda, as we have mentioned, is one. C.J. Henderson of Florida is another. Christian Fulton of LSU. Trayvon Diggs of Alabama. And either A.J. Terrell of Clemson or Jeff Gladney of TCU. And all of these guys have uh, seriously good backgrounds um, as corners in this draft. Now, he's touched them. I mean, that's, 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 that's what I think you're looking at. And so it just depends on what type of corner you need to fit into your scheme or your system. Because there are some guys, when you look at them, Amy, some have more man-to-man traits that you can see. Now, traits can be developed, clearly. But some people are, are, are a little bit better in matchup zones. So, but whatever you need, I think you'll be able to get. And I think Rhett touched them. All right, that's day one. Let's move on to day two of the NFL draft. Who are some corners who might be really good value players that you can get in those second and third rounds? Your guy from Auburn, Noah Igbenogany. Say it, Amy. Noah Igbenogany. That's great. I've been practicing. You're awesome at that. I wanted you to say that. (laughs) So from Auburn, Jalen Johnson from Utah. And then there, there's a, there's a couple of, of guys of slot guys that that, that are that, that are important that I'm going to bring up that Rhett's done some extensive work on Troy Pride from Notre Dame, uh, Darnay Holmes from UCLA, and so I mean those are those are just four names of day two values that will be there at this position. There'll be another one too that is Damon Arnett from Ohio State who has an interesting story heading into this draft, and we'll get to him in a minute. But Noah Igbenogany, track family. His mother, Faith, won a bronze medal with the 4x100 relay team uh, of Nigeria in 1992. His dad, Festus, won five SEC titles in long and triple jumps at Mississippi State. In fact, holds the Alabama State record for triple jump. Uh, So there's some serious track uh, background in this. He was a top 25 wide receiver recruit in 2017. He played 14 games at wide receiver, was their primary kick returner his freshman year, 28.3 yards per return as a freshman. Continued to return kicks, though he switched to defense later and has played two years at corner. He's still learning the position, but he has really good athletic skills and tremendous upside as a corner coming into the NFL. All right, Rhett, time after time we see in position groups that have a lot of depth there is some really good talent some first round talent that falls way deep down you're able to get a great pick in the third day of the draft are there some guys within this group who have first round talent but aren't going to be picked until day three I don't know that there's any that'll be picked that far down that have first round talent but I can give you one example of a guy who has first round talent who will probably be in night two and that's Damon Arnett of Ohio State, six foot one ninety five. He uh, came out of the famous St. Thomas Aquinas High School in, in Fort Lauderdale, that has just a chain of NFL players come out of that place. And the thing about him, he played pretty well um, his freshman year at Ohio State. But when Kerry Combs came here to the Titans to be the defensive backs coach, 
and the secondary coach of the Titans, he didn't get along with his coaches there. And he even said as much that he was late to meetings, he had missed a team flight, he had checked out, he was going to go to the NFL. But there was one thing that kept him from doing that. He heard a voice from a Hall of Fame player and wide receiver Chris Carter. And he said, son, you're not ready for the NFL at all. You don't have enough film. You don't have enough skills. You've got to sharpen what you're doing. You need to go back to Ohio State. And he had already made up his mind. I'm entering the draft this time a year ago. He was ready to go in. He said, you're not ready. And he listened to that. He took it to heart. He played all of 2019 with a broken wrist and still played very well. But he's got some ground to make up in these team interviews that he would have had at the Combine and things like that to kind of see where his gauge is and taking his temperature on how much he loves football. And it's clear that he loves it. He's got to make up some ground. And because of those things that happened to him in 2019, uh, in 2018 season going into 2019, that's the reason he will slip into round two or three. But he is probably a first-round prospect because of – uh, his athletic skill set. Yeah, I mean, and, and Rhett has taken a deep dive into this, and that's, I mean, that's excellent. He's a hundred percent right. And, and there's, there, you, you talk about day three guys that that don't, not necessarily first round talent, but day three guys that can play. Amy, and I'm going to give you a couple of names, and Rhett's got a couple of names too. Uh, you know, as, as we go through this, Javelin Gidry from Utah ran four three zero. I mean, this guy, this guy's going to play somewhere, and. Asang Bassey from Wake Forest, four four six. This guy's going to play also. We're, this is a day three guy. Rhett's got a couple of day three guys you know, he wants to talk about too. I'll give you one that has been rumored to have visited with the Titans, and this is this kid named Amik Robertson out of Louisiana Tech, one of 337 invited to the Combine, again, from La Tech. Small physical corner, 5'8", 187 pounds. He's been rumored to schedule uh, with uh, a top 30 prospect visit with the Eagles this week, as a matter of fact. Probably a slot corner. Uh, He is not scared of big receivers. He's very physical. In fact, he is a Thibodeau, Louisiana native, and his hero is the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. And he kind of patterns his style after that. But in three years at Louisiana Tech, 184 tackles. 14 career interceptions, 34 pass breaks up, breakups, 23 tackles for loss, four sacks, three uh, defensive touchdowns, and two block kicks. And he moved from inside to outside after his freshman year. In other words, all the things you'd see playing big-level football in a small pond as a small school guy. He's a guy I would look. And then Kendall Vilder from Georgia Southern. He's an Atlanta native. Didn't get an offer from from a Power 5 school, 5'10", 199, ran a 4'4", 440. He was also a combine invite, 39.5-inch vertical, 11-foot broad jump, more quick than fast. But he is uh, absolutely somebody to watch in this, and he is on some invite lists in this thing, and he would be a day three guy coming out of Georgia Southern. But uh, a couple of interesting prospects there. You know, like Rhett said, and we've got a great example of, and John Robinson said it, you know, with, with Kevin Byard. I mean, how many interceptions do he have at middle? 19? 19. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't do that by mistake. And just what Rhett mentioned, you know, with Amik Robertson, you don't have that. I don't care where you're playing. You, I mean, you've got to have a GPS to the ball to be able to be around that many footballs and then to be able to go make plays. So the cornerbacks, I think uh, it's going to be interesting in this draft.
Well, let's talk about safeties for a little bit then, Coach. Does a safety even go in the first round, do you think? I think Xavier McKinney from Alabama, in my humble opinion, will be the best chance. I know people are putting Grant Delpit out there. In in my mind, uh, I would I would bet on Xavier McKinney from Alabama uh, being the first guy taken. Now, he's got a little bit of a, a medical issue, but to me, McKinney from Alabama would be my choice. 100% right. And he would be the safety in this. And another one that will be mentioned right behind him, that with some pre-draft visits, maybe he has a better and – a, and a pro day, maybe he has a better opportunity to sneak into the bottom of the first round is Grant Delpit, who's a big safety, 6'3", 2 and change. But his knock on him is that he has some tackling issues because of an upright pursuit style. So there's some things to work out there and a few injury things. But he was on that LSU team that made a national championship run. So he's made a name for himself. He's a guy that will probably be the second safety taken. And then there's some guys on down the line. It's not a great year for safety. But there is some value in later picks. A Kayvon Wallace from Clemson. Antoine Winfield Jr. from Minnesota, whose dad played 14 years as a cornerback in the NFL. But uh, if you're looking for a guy that can do just about anything, Xavier McKinney is probably your guy. Rhett, you don't become one of two members of the draft duo without having an eye for talent. And in your evaluation... <laughs> Very exclusive group, by I know way. it is. There's only two of you. In your evaluation, do you think that this is a good year for safeties overall? No. No, I don't. And I think it's a couple of these top guys we mentioned and then some solid contributor-type guys that will be rotational safeties uh in play in their first couple of years in the league maybe a guy gets bigger and stronger and faster uh with some you know getting in an nfl weight room and and, and a building with some training but for the most part it's it's down the line after those first couple of guys we mentioned in at xavier mckinney from alabama or a grant delpit from lsu yeah there's some guys that have athletic traits and, and when, when you start looking at safeties what i always did you know all the years that i've done this is try to find athletic traits I mean, there's two guys that, that are intriguing to me just because the, the athleticism that shows up. Because a lot of the, th- the thing about playing safety, you've got to have the athleticism, but you also have to have the instincts. And, and both of these are smaller school guys. Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois is a guy that, uh, that that's that's very interesting. He's 6'3", 219 pounds. Uh, if our listeners want to look at him, he's number two. But he's got a quick trigger as a run defender. He's got good uh, directional delivery keys. In other words, he can zero in on a quarterback, and he can take, he can jump. He, he's able to jump uh, balls. They run a lot of too high look there, uh, and so I don't know where his read and recognition would be, but he's a tough player. And as a safety, I like to watch, you know, the physical part. And then Kyle Duggar from Lenore Ryan. Now, Lenore Ryan is a small, small school, 6'1", 217 pounds. He's an athlete. All you have to do is look at his numbers in the combine. Both of these guys' numbers in the combines verified what I am talking about as far as the athleticism. So Jeremy Chin, Southern Illinois, Kyle Duggar, Lenore Ryan, a couple of names, they'll be drafted. Kyle Duggar uh, is the Cliff Harris Award winner this year, which is the top defensive back in Division Two and Three football. Uh, and, and a really good list of candidates in there of, of guys you can find and value in the later rounds in this draft. Now, Mac, you mentioned traits a minute ago. And I want to ask you about safeties who have cornerback traits. So I guess what I mean is that they're able to play in a lot of different places throughout the defense. Are there some of those players in this draft? Yeah, I mean, when, when you look at it, I mean... 
and I've I've tried to look at this, you know, you know with, with with that kind of in mind. There's a guy at Utah named Julian Blackman, you know, you know, size wise, five eleven six, one hundred eighty seven pounds, but he's got a nearly seventy six inch wingspan, which means he's got length which is something that you'd like. And then Shaheen Carter from Alabama. He played the star position there, which is a very versatile position in, in that defense that Nick Saban and a lot of Southeastern Conference uh, defensive coordinators run. 5'10", 194 pounds. Again, nearly a 72-inch wingspan. Those, to me, those two guys could possibly be guys that, that in an emergency you might could be able to drop down. I think you go back to the Xavier McKinney guy from Alabama. He plays the star position. He was in front of the aforementioned, it was the guy you just Shaheen Carter. Thank you. Um, and this guy, you know, he can play Will linebacker, Mike linebacker, um, safety. He he did that in college, uh, and and could be an around the line of scrimmage blitzer. Uh, he was a he's a Roswell, Georgia native, top fifty prospect, class seven A defensive player of the year in high school in Georgia. Eighty eight tackles, seven interceptions in twenty nineteen for the for the Crimson Tide. He's a guy, and he has pretty good safety, uh, top 20% safety, uh, 40 time uh, in the last 20 years at safety. So he's got that kind of skill set. But there are some interesting guys who come from interesting backgrounds and playing on both sides of the ball that may be able to give you some added value like that. But he would be the top of the class that could do that for you. All right. For my final question with the draft duo, I want you guys to get out your notebooks, start flipping through a little bit. I want to know who you think is the most intriguing safety prospect in this draft who will either be a late round draft pick or maybe will go undrafted. Is there a guy in this draft that you're excited to see what happens as he's picked in later rounds? Okay. I have two. All right. The first one is this kid named Jerry Elder from Westchester University in Westchester, Pennsylvania. 5'10", 195, 4'5"-ish speed. He's working on trimming down his 40 time because he's training with gold medal uh, track champion Michael Johnson in McKinney, Texas. Uh, this guy had an offer from, uh, from Temple but decided to play at Westchester University because his brothers are running back there, but he played nickel, strong safety, has a family of athletes he comes from, got a couple of cousins that play in the NFL, but he's a captain, three-year starter, 187 tackles, forced 20 turnovers in his college career at Westchester. The other one is this kid named Luther Kirk from Illinois State, 6'2", 198, so he's prototypical size. He was the East-West Shrine Game defensive MVP with a couple of tackles and an interception, was a two-way star for Garland High School in Garland, Texas. He played quarterback and defensive backs, um, but he made a choice to, to play defensive back and play on that side of the ball uh, for Illinois State and, and going to that full-time. And again, he's a honey badger type of guy, a sure tackler, a physical guy. He's played both safety spots. He's a guy I'd be interested to look at further. But Luther Kirk from Illinois State, Jerry Elder from Westchester University. Now I got three for you, Amy. Just and these are down the line guys that they get a chance to play. They, they're going to be core teamers. J.R. Reed from Georgia, 6'1", 194 pounds, number twenty. He's a redshirt senior. He's really a strong in the box player. It doesn't look like a single high guy, but he's aggressive to the line of scrimmage. And, and a lot of time you need some tacklers, especially in in, in altered defenses. Antoine Brooks Jr. from Maryland. 
213 pounds. He wore number 25 there. This is a shorter, stout-built guy. He's a really good tackler. And I don't think he's got elite, elite quickness, but he's got a tough demeanor. He's an active player. He's got effort. He's got tackling skills. I think, I think he would be a core team's player just because that's what he looks like as far as playing. That's a down-the-line guy. And my last guy, uh, Josh Metellers from, uh, from Michigan. Uh, Josh Metellus from Michigan, 5'11", 210, number 14. He's a physical player. Again, he's down the line because of space issues a little bit. But when you start to look down the line, you want guys that can tackle and you want guys that have physical attributes as far as because the game still is about tackling. And when you're playing defense, those three guys, J.R. Reed, Antoine Brooks, Josh Metellus, those are my three. You guys have been doing some serious evaluating. Are you getting tired yet? You slowing Please. down? We're just getting started. Just getting started. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for sitting down with us, talking a little defensive backs. The draft duo, here for another day. Amy Wells, great job of driving this train. Yes. You did a tremendous job. Well, you know you guys are easy. But Rep. Brian, Coach Mack, thank you so much for being here. I'm Amy Wells, and this has been the OTP. OTP.